Look, just so you know, I'm not a total nerd. I also happen to be super into close-up magic. What a nerd. All right, nerds. Let's go. Get those nerds! Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Rain. With me is Travis Jones via Nerdable Satellite One. Thanks for looking over, Ethan. I appreciate that. And Ethan Benjamin, who is looking at nobody sitting next to him. Good. Oh, Travis, we missed you. Oh, no, I'm here. Oh, he's he's in in his normal spot. He's in the little window. I'm back to your right. He's in his normal spot. Yes. Right in front of me. So So why are you looking over there to the wall? Because that's the only way where your camera is. Acknowledge him. Look hey at Travis. me. Look at me. Hey there you Travis. go. There you are. So uh, what do you think about this last week and a half that this should be dedicated basically to all things nerd? We had the uh, uh, launch of the PlayStation uh, the fact 4. That the, the next generation of gaming has continued, yes. even though it started a year ago. <laughs> no one counts the Wii U, though. I but count the Wii U. Most people don't. Most people just think it's just the you know an oversized Wii controller. Yeah. Well, they're wrong. So, yeah, we had the PlayStation 4 a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And this last weekend should have been named the weekend of the box. Wouldn't it be called the weekend of the one since everything was one? No. One this, one that. No. One, one, money, one, one, one. No, I yes, think I know what Rich is talking about. Yes, we had the Xbox One, which is a box, yes. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the blue box, the little blue that flies that flies around in space and time. Oh, you mean a telephone booth? Yes. No, it's not a telephone booth. It's a police box. Technically, it's a telephone booth. No, it's not. It's a telephone booth for police. No, that's what. what, No, what the box was designed for originally was that if a police officer was going to arrest somebody, they could put them in the blue box, lock it, then use the phone to call the police station and have somebody come down and pick them up. So it's a blue box so, with a so phone. So basically, it. basically, it's like locking children in a closet. Right. And of course, we are talking... But talk- for cops. We are talking about the only blue box that would matter that is a police box. It's the TARDIS. Doctor uh, Who! Oh, is, that, is that that thing? Doctor Who celebrated oh. its 50th anniversary. Ah. That was a good episode. It was great. Or special or movie or whatever you want to call it. A lot Made of for a, TV. A lot no. of people are calling it a movie because it was basically two hours. and It, it was a two-hour movie. It was a made-for-TV movie, right? Yeah. It was an hour and 20 minutes. With the commercials, maybe it ran it was, up to... It was 80 minutes without commercials. Okay, an semantics, children. Semantics. It was a two-hour made-for-TV movie with a crap load of commercials. There you go. Now you both get it. Which was simulcast all over the world to 94, um, 94 countries, six continents. Apparently, that's crazy. Apparently, that's insane that they did because it was. I, I what time was it in in uh, England that it started? Because it was like one p.m. Eastern here, right, was, or it, Pacific? They, they did it. Um, I think they did it at. It was. Um, I want to say they did it at five fifteen, which is when the original aired. Hmm. Um, they may have done it like two hours later, so that way at least it was noon here. So, interesting fact though, I'm not 100% sure because I just read this online, but I did hear that it did get a world record Yes, for the largest simulcast of a drama television show. Yes. On like six a, continents, like, yeah. apparently none of the uh, penguins in Antarctica could have gotten reception. 
So you they know. weren't holding their wings up at the right angle. The problem was they were at that's, a right angle. That's, they a, to be that's a joke we're going with. Of sure. all the jokes in the world, we you can make, we're going better, with penguins. There's, there's not much with Antarctica that you can do. Good Lord. It's either ice or penguins. <laughs> I could have made an ice joke, but, you know. No, it's just stop. Yes, it did get a uh, Guinness Book of World Records nod for being uh, for its simulcast. Um, which, isn't it like the longest running um, dramatic show ever? Well, I mean, I guess they're not. They won't consider it because there was so many breaks in between. Yeah, this is my problem with it. I was having a conversation with a gentleman yesterday about this exact thing because they're like, "Oh, the fiftieth year anniversary," and I was like, "Fiftieth year? Wasn't there a decade or two absence? Well, no, didn't we stop like from eighty something to like?" 90 something it never missed mm-hmm. a decade so it, it did air in i'm not uh, talking about decades i'm talking about actual consecutive years on the television yeah there was there was a big period of time when there, was there was a nothing. giant at least 10 year gap <laughs> yeah so 50 years is kind of stretching it now i get it's existed in some shape or form at over 50 years well yeah. now, but not now every over 50 year years 50 by two days now of this recording huh it's 50 years and two days old as of this wow. recording <laughs> That is the nerdiest thing I've heard you say. How many oh, hours? That's the nerdiest. How many thing? hours? Money works from the sky. How many hours? How many minutes? That's the nerdiest thing seconds? you've ever heard me say. Yes. That, that's to this point in my life, that's probably the nerdiest thing I've heard you say. Wow. Okay. Like I'm you're actually right. counting the days. Then you need to then you need to hang out with him more because obviously. <laughs> no, I actually you hang out with him to... too much. I need to cut it back a little bit. <laughs> Ethan, you you don't watch Doctor Who. Uh, I'm kind of biased here. I thought the show was brilliant in every way. What did you think of it? Well, it's like I told you the day I said it's enjoyable to watch, but it's not something that's like grasped me, like got me grasped to the point where I want to. It doesn't have watching. you by the balls. For it you. doesn't have me by the balls. I mean, it's enjoyable to watch. I've watched, you know, the specials. I think I've maybe seen an episode or two while I was up here, but it's not something that I'm like, oh well, you know, I have to make sure I'm watching it every week or, you know, things like that. Travis, you fell off after Tenant. So what did you think? I thought it was really good. The connection between Tennant and Smith was amazing. I, said, I do agree. You know, I well, I've seen a couple because they're doing the whole, you know, press junket touring around publicity thing right. for the past week or two. And Tennant and Smith have been traveling together and, and doing the interviews. And they have a really great chemistry, whether they're faking it or not. They have a really great chemistry off of the you know the actual camera so it doesn't surprise me that they did so well together on camera i said i want to see a doctor who spin-off show with the two doctors in the tardis of the like an odd couple type show oh no i don't want any part of that (laughs) oh come on they would be great together what you just said the opposite of that yeah okay whatever (laughs) no they definitely have a good uh like a charisma with each other and charisma with each other yeah and they play they have a charisma with each other they do and they play off each other so well that it's <laughs> enjoyable to watch them. Even even John Hurt got into the comedy with him, which was really good. I thought John Hurt was great. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers? What spoilers? For them to bring back Tom Baker at the end. Of course, there's a couple spoilers if you haven't seen it. You know. God, you're supposed to say spoilers yeah, before you. Yeah, you totally ruined God. it for right there. You, know, you, you just know totally ruined it. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go back and I'll put River Song saying spoilers <laughs> in front of this part of it. Spoilers? Sure. So I'll add that in in post. Great. Do that. So we have we'll fix it in post. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought the production value was very high on the movie. I yeah. thought the storyline was very engaging and and... 
you know, I'd say on a higher level than a lot of this past season. So I, I was very impressed with it. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it was well, really, I really enjoyed watching it. I also like the fact that they did the 3D, but they didn't overuse it and they didn't do it just for the fact of doing 3D. You know that there was actually a purpose with with it being in 3D. Mm-hmm. So, which by the way, it will be out on Blu-ray with a 3D version uh, in two days. Yeah, December 10th. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a joke, but it really is going yeah, to be out uh, in like a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the end of the Doctor Who uh, 50th anniversary, they showed the teaser trailer for the Christmas episode. Right, which, which is Matt Smith's final episode, right? It is his swan song, yes. Which they came out today with the new with the title of it, so it's going to be the time of the doctor. So the time of the doctor, the time of the doctor, the doctor of time. So we we had we had the name of the doctor, which was the end of season six, seven, yes, end of season seven. Uh, then we don't had, look at me like I know. Then we had the. <laughs> night I love of how the you're like looking at Ethan like, am I He's right? Like, yeah, you know. No, I was know. looking over so Travis could see my my sure eyes. You were. I can um, see whatever you do. Ooh, he wants to see your eyes. I'm watching you from Satellite One. Satellite One? There's a there's a Doctor Who reference. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be Matt Smith's uh regeneration to the new doctor, which will be Peter Capaldi. Which um, we get to see a little bit Wait, but how does he regenerate into him? Well see there that's gonna be the question is because it's been coming out that, you know, all the fans are going, wait a minute. He's already had his twelve regenerations. Okay, well, you need to give preface. You need to, you need well, to give we'll a little give background time. for the people that don't know about the whole regenerations and the Doctor. Right in Doctor Who, because Ethan has no clue. He's just sitting here, kind of nodding. Uh, <laughs> in Doctor, he's agreeing with you. What's your problem? In Doctor Who, when he starts to die, he can regenerate, which you know. But I get that part. Okay, in 1977, uh, there was the Deadly Assassins uh, serial that established that Time Lords can only regenerate 12 times. You know, and then at the end of that, they're done. They, they will die. So the big question that fans have been asking and everybody's going on now that they had the John Hurt Doctor come in, you know, which makes, makes now the uh, Matt Smith Doctor the 12th Doctor. Actually, doesn't it make him 13 it or does it him, make him 12? No, it makes him 13 because... In uh, David Tennant actually regenerated twice, so right there, there were two number tens at one point. During Which I guess you know depend, but I, the, the whole point behind it was one of the producers or the directors or something, or, or wasn't it? Was it Moffat? Moffat himself was saying like Moffat, you know, said one of the, like one of the things about sci-fi is that sci-fi has very specific, you know, straight rules. And you don't mess with sci-fi rules. You mm-hmm. keep rules straight. And I love yeah. the fact that he said that because, especially with a time-traveling show, it's so easy to rewrite the rules. You know, it, it's like it's like in Star Trek: The Next Generation, or even Star Trek. Anytime something went wrong, you know, you call up Geordi LaForge and you say, "Hey, we got to solve this problem. We need to do it now." All right. Also, I'll I'll redirect everything through the deflector shields, or I'll do you know comes up with this crazy little thing that you know solves everything up and I'll know. throw my shoe at it. Yeah, so you know, I'm glad that Moffat came out and said no, there's specific rules and he's going to, you know, apparently the the Christmas episode is going to uh clear up a lot of it or at least explain some of it. 
So that's going to be very interesting to see how they do it. Like, so, so do we know for a fact that Capaldi's doctor is like in the past? He's one of the past doctors. No, he's, he's not like he, the next doctor in line, right? He is a new regeneration. That we, well, that yeah, we know of. Is he like a historical regeneration, or is he like next to take over in this time period to move forward? Well, see, we don't Do, we don't really know because Peter Capaldi's shown up in Torchwood, right. and he was also a character in Doctor Who. Okay. And Moffat has said they're not going to overlook the fact that he was in both of those, you know, that he's been in the Doctor Who universe before. Which creates kind of a problem. Yes. Well, but we know that because... Well, of, it creates a loophole they have to patch. Well, even the, the 50th anniversary did that when they showed, when they had Tom Baker come back as the curator. Right. Uh, you know, he now they said that, well, he can go back and he will eventually go back and re reuse or relook at or regenerate in some of his favorite faces. Which so. is interesting because when you say something like that, does that mean we're going to be getting the actors back to play the doctor again when he phases back into those doctors? No, I don't think so. I think, I think the only form well, we got like, of that was, you know, the Tom Baker, the old Tom Baker. So, but it was kind of cool what they did was they were like, Tom Baker's talking to Matt Smith. He's going, well, are you me or am I you? And they kind of left it at that. So we don't know. Yeah, so I I mean, going back to Capaldi, though, it's going to be re really interesting to see how they kind of like tie all those loopholes together. Because it's like, is he the next in line? If he is, that's impossible because he's exceeded his his regenerations. Right. But is it possible to regenerate backwards to an old past doctor? Because there's also been talk that Capaldi could be one of the missing warp doctors. Right. Well, I mean, I guess it is possible that, that Capaldi could be even a different Time Lord. You know? How so? Like, what are you talking about? Well, it could be that, you know, he just takes over the identity of the Doctor. You know, he's, a, he's another Time Lord that he meets, which I don't think fans are going to really so like that. So he's not Doctor Who at all? Right. So the Doctor actually dies. He's just another Time Lord that takes over the name of Doctor of the Doctor. That's weird, because then it's not Doctor Who. Yes. It's Doctor What. It's <laughs> Professor What. <laughs> it's Doctor Why. It's Doctor Why. And, yeah, that's just odd <laughs> and weird. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions going into the Christmas episode. Okay. Do, you, do you think the Christmas episode will, will answer all the questions or just leave us with more? It's Moffat. So, it so it's going to leave us with ten ten thousand more questions. Will, he'll answer five, but he'll give you like another ten thousand. Yeah, that, see that yeah, that's, exactly. that's exactly, exactly how Moffat does it. He will answer some of the questions, but give you even more mm -hmm. to try to figure out. And all of season eight will be trying to figure out what's going on and you know how his place fits in or how he fits into it and everything. So it'll be interesting. It'll it'll definitely make season eight a lot more interesting than you know seven was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And seven, and seven wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't. It good. wasn't David Tennant. I know he. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife is having a major problem because she loves Matt Smith and can't see anyone else being the Doctor. Oh, she should watch David Tennant. She has, <laughs> although although she was very upset during the fiftieth that spoilers that um, Bad Wolf, you know, the Rose incarnation, right? Didn't actually speak to the tenth Doctor. 
She thought that really? was Really? Oh yeah, she was upset about that. So I could understand that. I which, could get that. By the way, you know, this is that's a major spoiler if you haven't spoiled it. Which hopefully by now everybody that's a Doctor Who fan has you seen. Suck Good at job, these spoiler you alerts. No, 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 no. You really suck. I haven't I haven't given the spoiler yet. That spoilers? This is a spoiler. That w- Please every, go back is, over the entire episode and just laden it with spoiler shut alerts. Shut up. <laughs> spoilers? Everybody knew that Billy Piper was coming back, and the only character she'd be able to play is Rose Tyler, because that's who she was. Yeah. Right. I love what Moffat said, that he did not want to mess with the Rose Tyler story. That it had a very, you know, it was written, Russell T. Davis gave a very good round story for her you know that it when they met her how she she developed as a character and then when david so david Tennant was giving his when he was uh getting ready to regenerate basically he says goodbye to her at the very end and he said i don't want to go back and change any of that or add anything to her story so they brought her back as the bad wolf incarnation which I think right. was, i thought was amazing because there's always been questions with bad wolf how was she able to put you know all of the messages through time and space as Bad Wolf. And now we, we know that, you know, the Bad Wolf incarnation is this moment that was the key to the whole thing of the 50th. Right. So I thought that was really brilliantly done, and it was nice that Moffat didn't want to take away from anything that Davis had already set up in the universe. I just, I really enjoyed the uh, John Hurt uh, Doctor a lot. Yeah, his character was interesting. I liked it. it being the fact that I wasn't really into the show, but just seeing it as an one-off, I thought his character was actually pretty interesting. Well, that character could have been so one-dimensional. You know, it could have been that he just goes in and he does nothing but destroys and, and ends the time war. Right. But, but for him to go in and actually be one of the doctors and not just an outcast you know, memory of the doctor... Mm-hmm. Was really brilliantly done, and the yep. whole the, and to change the whole situation, but not change it in the minds of the doctor and what's already been established was another brilliant move. Right. Do I? Mm. Is that what I'm supposed to do now? Go looking for Gallifrey? Well, it's entirely up to you. Your choice. Eh? I can only tell you what I would do if I were you. Oh, if I were you. <laughs> oh, perhaps I was you, of course. <laughs> Oh, perhaps you are me. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. Or perhaps it doesn't matter either way. Who knows? So, yeah. Speaking of regenerations, we are in the next generation of our video game systems. I see what you did, you did like there. Hey, oh, I see it. The That's probably my best segue yet. So, anyways... So anyway. So anyway. Yes. So PlayStation 4 sold over 1 million units in a 24-hour period. I think it was 1.4 or 1.6. In North America alone. Yeah, this is just U.S. Right. But the system has had problems. Oh, please. What system doesn't? All systems have problems. Let's get that I, yeah, out of the way first. I, okay, well, here's That's the, the reason thing. why with, I don't with buy it. Video games, with video games and computer games in general, what has been happening for the past good 10 years yeah, is that the, 
idea of releasing a product before it is completely tested all the way through to eliminate all bugs, that day and age is gone. Yes. And now it's all about let's get it out as fast as we can. Even if it's not 100% ready, we can fix it with patches. We can fix it with updates. Well, let's be honest also. There's only so much testing you can do in, you know, in the factory and everything. You can test the buttons and see how long they're going to last, things like that. You can test and see. You, you'll have an idea of how well hard drives last and everything like that. But you don't know what it's going to be like after it's been shipping, after you know, yeah, parts can start moving around, things like that. And it does come down to the consumers to test the product. It's like I always say. I say Did you just say that? <laughs> yes. It's like I said, the, s- the oh. people... It, it's a speech I used to give to people when they'd come in and buy the new systems in Game Crazy. The people who buy the systems first are basically the beta testers, and that's the reason why I don't buy systems when they first launch. And that's disgusting to me, that that we as consumers are expected to be the testers for the system that is actually a finished product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'll yeah. never get used to that. I'll yeah. never understand that. I never had to beta test my N64 or my Super <laughs> Nintendo or my Sega Genesis. Those all came ready to go. Yep. Sega CD had problems. Yeah, well, yeah, it did. <laughs> so did the Saturn. Yeah. yeah. So once you started putting in you know, CD-ROM and moving drawers and things like that, and which is what the Xbox has been having a problem yeah, with. Yeah, speaking of moving drawers. <laughs> <laughs> which the Xbox, in relation to the PlayStation 4, has sold a million on it. It's opening 24 hours. But they did open with their the, their launch with 11 countries. Hmm. So, no one, has, yeah, so no one has said yet which how much per country. It was and just, here's the real deal. At least do, not that I could Do we about. really care how many have sold in versus? I mean, like... If you're it's, you're a I mean, fan of one, you're a fan of one. If you're a fan of both, you're going to buy both. It's just, I mean, well, and that's well what, that's I mean, it comes s- down to product sales and bragging rights. Well, yeah. one right? of the, one of I the, guess one of the marketing you know gurus was saying, well, it doesn't matter how many you sell in a 24-hour period. Yes, it does help launch the system, but what they're really caring about is how many are sold over five to seven years. Mm-hmm. That really shows, you know how the system is doing right and i mean if you think about it technically playstation would have to sell more systems to show the profit margin i guess that xbox would because xbox is a hundred dollars more than the playstation isn't it yeah but have you seen that playstation now has uh, a bundle with the controller and the vita well regardless because i i think xbox would also have a bundle put together if that was xbox has a bundle with i think I, the one I the bundle I got has two controllers and two games. Mm-hmm. And what two games did you get? Um, he doesn't remember. I, Call of Duty and one other one. <laughs> oh my god, that's how good the the games are. You don't even know what they well, are. I, I forgot. It, I was supposed to be kind of a surprise Christmas early Christmas present. So for you um, or for somebody else? No, for me. <laughs> from from your family? Yes, from yeah. himself. So have you have you opened it already? I haven't I haven't got it yet. It should be here in the next two days. So you're still waiting. Yes. Mm-hmm. It I, I'm pretty sure that it's uh, Call of Duty Ghosts and Knack. Is it Knack? Or wait, no, Knack no, that's is PlayStation. Knack's PS4. I'm thinking of the other one, Project Spark. Is it Spark that you got? No, I think it's either Dead Rising or um, Forza Five. No, 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 no. It's an it's another like. Uh, it might be Battlefield. So yeah. well, then I would say keep Battlefield and sell Ghosts. Yeah. 
What have you, what, what have you heard about ghosts? <laughs> I've, I've no gotten good. to play a little bit of ghosts, and it's annoying and stupid. Really? Yes. That's what everybody's been telling me. Is the call I'm not a ghost fan of ghosts. I'm not a fan of ghosts at all. Um. The Call of Duty games, I, I'm hit and miss about them. You know, I wish that, I, and I know that they'll never have the good stories anymore. You know, it's no, those type of games are no longer about the gameplay. It's all about the online multiplayer. The online, yeah, exactly. Which is what I've I'm, heard Battlefield 4 has a pretty good uh, single player, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. From what I've heard, they have a pretty solid single player in this one. No, that's good. I mean, like me personally, I'm a story guy. So if the game doesn't have a good story, I won't pick it up, no matter how. Ethan good Ethan likes is. playing by himself and not with others. I enjoy playing with myself. Yes, we know. A little bit too much sometimes. I think. How do you know? We hear you. You know, when you go to other people's house and you start doing it in the bathroom, that's kind of wrong, man. Whoa. Anyway, uh, once again, ladies this, and gentlemen, this, we do not condone. This has the taken a turn for the worse. Views of Rich Rain. He works alone. <laughs> so anyway, Nerdables does not condone the comments or actions. Rich Rich Rain produces. So, anyways. So back to the systems yes. uh, and back to this whole beta testing idea. Both of them are having major problems. Well, not major problems, but there's some solid problems with both systems on their launch, it's, which it's happened with the Xbox uh, 360 and the PS3. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are saying that the PlayStation 4's problems are more related to what the Xbox 360 had than what the Xbox One problems are. You know, you you have the blinking blue light problem with the with the whole system, which the, harkens back to the red ring and the yellow ring, right? Um, yeah, PlayStation put out a you know a, a whole website for customer service problems um, that you can go to, and it gives you recommendations of what to do. You just log on and it says, "Screw you, <laughs> buy a new system, please." No games for you. Next. Yeah, but they had things like disconnecting the PS4, the PS4 power cord from the electric outlet, check for visible damage, you know, uh, include, you know, check the... Is uh, there so a big dent in your PlayStation? Yeah, check the HDMI if so, please have that checked out. So basically, out. It's, it's going back to that old school how to do support on any computer. Like, Pretty unplug much. it, wait for five minutes, plug it back in. If it still doesn't work, give us a call. Yeah, mm-hmm. blow on your disc and put it in, you know, do the old <laughs> Nintendo... <laughs> The old Nintendo blow on the cartridge. Blow on the cartridge party. But, but I mean, it's interesting to see that there is problems, but as they always do, it's only, it's only affecting a small portion or a small percent of our actual user base. It's not a, as big a deal as blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's a whole lot they're talking about here. But, but, even like yeah, the but issues? they are talking about like unplugging, replugging HDMI ports, which apparently the HDMI ports might be having problems. Mm, the interesting question that remains for the PS4 is they've been talking about it may be just HDMI issues and handshaking issues, or there may be hardware issues. Right. Which, if this turns out to be more of a hardware issue, you know, obviously they'll have time over the next you know, six months to a year to fix all that stuff. But early adopters of the new system are going to have all kinds of issues, especially mm-hmm. if it's hardware related. Because then it's not something like a replacement of a cord or a replacement of a port. It's it, not an easy fix. It's, it's something yeah. that you actually have to send away and then wait six to eight weeks to get it back. Well, and if you remember with the Xbox 360 with the Red Ring of Death, they never fully got over that. You know, there was no there was no final fix for that. There was no hey, we figured it out. Here's the fix. Right, but it, it also was wasn't as bad. As, 
Go ahead. But but the the constant reply from them was send it in to us. We're going to take a look at it. And later in the life of that 360 problem, there was the added extra warranty because they realized how big of a problem it really was. They extended all the warranties for the systems because it was such a huge prevalent problem for them. And a lot of times, a, a, a larger percentage than 50%, they would end up saying, we're sorry, your 360 is not going to work anymore. We're going to have to send you either a refurbished replacement or a new replacement. Right. But mm-hmm. you're talking 50% of maybe 10%, not even 10% of the system sold. Right, right, right. The, I, I'm saying like there was a 60 to 70% failure rate of that portion that was dying. Right. And that, that you know could not be fixed in any way, shape, or form. But the point I'm trying to bring up is that as far as Microsoft, you know, and getting over that stigma of, oh, is my Xbox going to get the Red Ring of Death or not, that never, until they got out of that first, you know, yell, or, uh, well, I don't even know what kind of shape that was, where it had the actual ring on it. Because if you noticed, the next generation of Xboxes didn't really have that same type of big button ring that you had on the original Xbox 360. Well, it's still there. But it's not. I mean, it's not as prominent, is it? It's more like it's. A, it's not the. Well, they tried to make it. it a little more concealed in the black box. Right. It's kind of more like the actual logo on the uh, controllers, right? Yeah. It's a little more flush into the system. It's not like an actual groove. Hey, I had my Xbox 360. I still have my Xbox 360 since launch, and never have had any problems with it. You know. Yeah, so, you were one of the lucky ones. But there, but You're one of the lucky ones, bud. <laughs> I know. Because I, I had mine. I mean, ever since I got mine replaced, I haven't had a problem with it. So. I mean, I've had three 360s all because they all red ringed. Yeah, but other than having actual hardware problems with the unit itself, when Sony first launched the PlayStation 4 last week, they actually had server problems with the PSN network. Yes, they did. It was very hard for people to connect for the first 48, 72 hours. So, yeah, um, hopefully I'll be getting mine within the next few days. So, I'll get to do an open box test and we'll. Get it out and we'll all play. Ooh, you can do one of those YouTube box opening videos. Yay! I thought we'd just do the podcast where we all sit around, smell the box, and describe what we smell. And um, <laughs> No, not, no, let's I'm actually play s- the damn thing. I'm not yeah, going to we'll smell play. anything, especially coming away be, from uh, you. We will be posting on the website uh, how to contact uh, Sony because they released all that information. We'll throw it up on our site for everybody. Yes, mm-hmm. we will. Um, the other thing that came out today was apparently there was a whole bunch of voice commands and motion commands for the Xbox One. And uh, Xbox Live's Major Nelson, which everybody knows if you've had an Xbox ever in your life, um, he has released two uh, PDF files that people can download and print out for themselves that shows this a huge list of all these new voice and motion controls that have uh, not been around before for the Kinect. Nice. So we'll be throwing that up on the website as well so everybody can see all the new fan-dangled things you can do with the Kinect sensor. <laughs> Kinect, make me a sandwich. Is that no one? They're working on it. Oh. They're working on it. You I believe it's I believe delivery from a restaurant, but they're working <laughs> on it. So our last episode, we had the guys, or as the script says, the guts from J.J. <laughs> Abrams on talking about their campaign of how to make Star Wars better. Uh-huh. Um which I don't know about you guys. That was a fun episode for me. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great getting to sit around and talk with, you know. No, they're really cool style. guys. It was a nice little conversation we had, so. Yeah, now I do want to thank Prescott and, and Robert because they did get me my signed print that I asked for. Ooh. Matter of fact, it came, I, I had it within that week. 
So nice. Yeah, they said, and it I'll be promptly stealing it next week. <laughs> um, but the reason I bring that up is because once again, as you know, as we talked about with them, JJ called them up to talk about their project and you know, kind of thank them and you know, just connect with them about Star Wars. But Bad Robots done it again. Them and JJ last week. They tweeted a picture from, I guess, their workshop or something, and it was JJ. It's from the workshop where they're generating a lot of the uh, practical effects for the film. Yes, it was JJ Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, R2D2, and then there were two guys on there that everybody was speculating, trying to figure out who the hell they were. Who are these dudes? It came back that they are two fans, part of the R2 Builders Club, so they build their own R2 units that Abrams and Bad Robot contacted, or Lucasfilm contacted to bring them in to either consult or actually build the R2 unit for Episode 7. The movie, yeah. And that's one of the R2 Builders Group's R2-D2 units that's in the photo from the tweet. Yes, it's Very actually nice. two of them. It's uh, Lee uh, Townsry or Towersy or something. Towersy, yeah. And Oliver Steeples. The coolest thing about this is that the fans are being involved. That's good. You know, that they're including the fans in this. No, it shows that they really want to make something that's going to be enjoyable for the fans to watch. Or here's the other problem. Remember how we were talking about how, you know, we were hoping to have more practical effects and things like that. And I don't remember if it was Prescott or Robert that brought up the fact that, you know, that may be a bad thing because the art is being lost because no one's doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did they have to go outside of Hollywood to find somebody that could actually build the unit because no one's building things anymore? (laughs) There's so many people in Hollywood that know how to do it. No, I know. That was, that's, it's a joke. I I know that there are people in Hollywood that do it. Mm -hmm. Um, They're probably just sitting at home twiddling their thumbs, waiting for someone to call, but (laughs) they're in Hollywood. But for me to, for JJ to bring in these guys, if it was JJ, in fact, but it seems like with his track record so far that we know of, it seems like he is bringing in the fans and things like that. To me, this is something that's amazing. That this is what every fan dreams about. Yeah, you know, and not just not not just to have this. I mean, the R two thing is is great. Contacting the bad, you know, the guys at uh, Dear JJ Abrams is great. But they're also doing the open call casting around the world for certain roles. To me, that's yes. also another really cool step to, want to try to include everybody. And that's that a good can. thing because a lot of the characters that are going to be in the Star Wars movie are going to be people that are not known as far as like the Star Wars universe for most people, I think. Yeah, and there's those people that know from the expanded universe or whatever. They know the characters. But your general like fan that's going to go watch the movies, that's only watched the movies won't know a lot of the characters so it's a very nice idea to have actors who you don't really know playing these characters mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh you know travis you're a big star wars fan what if you got to call up if you to help part of it would you do it i'm there yeah i mean you don't even have did to I ask pause? twice <laughs> <laughs> did I, pause I think long enough? i think there was the skip in the video transmission from the satellite one so there was a pause but we could see your face frozen and it's just like uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, so there I'm you go. There. Uh, no, if uh, I I've been uh, I was deliberating on sending in a video audition for it just because why the hell not? Well, sure. did you look? You at, never know what shoe may fall. Yeah, but did you look at what they were casting for? Yes, I'm too old for both of them. Yes. and I'm not a woman for one of them. Yes, but that doesn't matter. I still want to do it. I know. <laughs> just send it in because it's you like, should yeah, send I, it in anyway. No, just to send it in. So yeah, right. I, I I auditioned for Star Wars. 
I, I, I have been kind of keeping an eye on it and waiting for it. And yeah, I am such a big fan that uh, if there is any expansion of the videos they're asking for or any expansion of the characters they're looking for, uh, you're damn right I'm going to send in. Okay. Because I'd be a fool not to. I'm, I'm not going to send in anything, you know, like we've talked about before being a professional actor and everything. I'm not going to submit for anything I'm not right for. Right. But if all of a sudden they say, hey, 20 to 30-something male, I'm, I'm in. But okay, here's the question because this is what I've been trying to contemplate with, with uh, sending in something, you know. As we are, we're both professional actors. Um, do you want to actually be in the film or is it just one of those things where – Oh, that's such a great idea. Because Joss Whedon, when they first came out about directing and everything, he said he is such a fan of Star Wars that he would not want to direct it because it would ruin the film, the ruin the you know the Star Wars universe for him. The mysticism and the the suspension of disbelief and yes. all the play you, and fun and yeah, I get it. You couldn't sit down and watch Episode Seven if you're in it because the scene, as soon as your scene comes up, all you're going to be thinking about is. Why did they use that take? Or I could have done something different. Or, oh wait, there I was look a, fat on that. There screen. was a grip standing off camera that was laughing his ass off. You know? don't care, don't care. <laughs> I, I am I am not like jo- Joss in that regard. Uh, no, if, if there is half the chance that I would be some kind of character like a Han Solo or an Obi-Wan or a Boba Fett. I don't give a good goddamn how how much I'm shattering the fourth wall for myself. I want that. Is that just because you want that because it would help your career? Or is it because... No, just no, 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 no. It's true purely, Star Wars. It's no, just as a fan, fan of Star craziness. Wars, you would want that. Yeah. I would think anybody no, it's, that's it's a like, true it's fan. Like when they, uh, it's like when they talk to Stephen Colbert about uh, The Hobbit and all that stuff and that he's he's going to get to appear in The Hobbit. It's like, no, no, no. I'd be I'd be grinning ear to ear. I don't I don't care. <laughs> okay. Being in Star Wars would be So would you yeah. want a major part or would you mind being Stormtrooper number 71 in line as long as you just say I was in Star Wars? You know, for that kind of thing, I'd I'd accept featured extra work. <laughs> <laughs> right? For for Star Wars Wait. to be on set and watching that all happen and featured being in extra the, and, and you... I've been on some pretty cool sets and I got to tell you, just when some effects are happening and some things are being played out. I, I got the opportunity to be involved in a couple really big productions. And one of them was one of the first Marvel big, huge productions. And being on set and seeing what they were doing and watching some of those practical effects come to life in front of you, even though it's not on the big screen, it's actually with some of that kind of stuff when it's right in front of you and you see it happening, it, I, all of the, you're, you're like a kid at Disneyland. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah, and I, I I had uh, was on one of the big ones, or not? It wasn't one of like the Marvel films or anything like that. But you know, to be on a big budget film, you know, being against somebody like Johnny Depp in my case, you know, you're going, yeah, it's worth it. It's it's worth being here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I can I can go through seeing myself on camera and just forgetting about that, just because you know you're in that moment. And I remember being at the premiere for the Marvel one and taking my mom to the premiere. And it was, you know, I, like the excitement of the premiere and the excitement of the movie. And there was, a, there was a pride that went with the movie coming on. I was like, yeah, dude, I helped make that. I was involved right. in that. I remember that day of shooting and this happened. So, yeah, to hell with that shattering the fourth wall. I want in on that. Nice. Yeah. Ethan, would you do it? I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
I, I, th- I mean, I would. I, there, there might be a couple films and things that I. Well, no, there's no. Because even if they came to me, wanted me to do pirates, I would do it. There's no You're darn it. right, you would. Yeah, you if do. you got the opportunity to stand on the set, that's the the you know deck of the Black Pearl, and you're seeing Johnny Depp yell at you know Jeffrey Rush, you'd be geeking out the entire day. Yeah, they'd be like, "Sir, sir, calm down." So they'd be smiling in the scene. Stop smiling. Why are you laughing and giggling? I'm Stop a pirate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Rich wouldn't mind being butt pirate number four too. Seriously. Okay. And we talk why about do we, why do we keep going back to these kinds of jokes? Come and on. We talked about the shit I say. You know? Jeez, dude. Mm. You guys are sounding like Nacho Man. Oh God. Shit. <laughs> oh, hey. Why didn't did you, you didn't do you that? tell me that you got a little message from him? Yeah, okay. Especially I need... after you wait, called whoa, him whoa, out whoa, last whoa, time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, time what happened out, now? Time out, time out. Because of you guys keep mentioning mentioning him mm-hmm. did you, you guys even mentioned him last week didn't you when we were when we had you said something actually probably... i think it's your fault rich i yeah, think he... we were almost clearing through the entire thing and and you brought up the fact that like just as long as you guys don't bring up that guy oh, okay. and we're like what nacho man and then it was like open can so I, then... well, I, that guy could have been anybody it could have been he who should not be named could be that guy yeah yeah but we all know who you were talking about and I think you made some comments afterwards. Oh God, just play the that cl- apparently upset the dude. Just oh wait, play. so wait, he yes, called you again. He called back called. again. And I think just play it. No, play this. This is gonna be great. I want to hear Ooh, this. Oh yeah, dig it. <laughs> well, that's not it. What the hell was that? I don't know. Was that him just screaming out? Wait, Ooh yeah, dig pl- it. Please don't tell me you have sound bites of him now. <laughs> Are we? That would be awesome uh, if no. you have sound bites of him. Here you go. Wizard Jordan being named the Grand Marshal of the Natural Festival in North Dakota. <laughs> While I was there, a young child came up to me and said, Nacho Man, they're saying some bad things about you on that Nerdables podcast. So we have fans in North Dakota. I told him he shouldn't be listening to those fools anymore. Then I got curious. I went onto the interwebs, <laughs> downloaded your latest podcast, and I was enraged. I apologize to the nice people of North Dakota. And I told them that I'm going to Los Angeles and stomp my boot in some asses. One guy said, get in my car, I'll drive you there. I told him no. It's something I have to do for myself. So I tied up my laces real tight and I started walking. Got onto Highway 7 and I'm making my way there. Wait, this dude's walking here? I got some time, fellas. <laughs> The Nacho Man is coming. That should give us some time to call your doctor to clear his schedule. Also call your insurance provider to see if boot removal from the ass is covered under your plan. I'll be there soon. Oh yeah, dig it! Wow. See? What you guys do. So he's, wait, he's walking to <laughs> he Los Angeles walking, from apparently. South Dakota. <laughs> oh, I want to know how big... I'm sorry, but this guy's a wait, moron. Wait, so there's he's a Nacho here? Festival. Wait, I want to know how big the Nacho Festival is if it's in North Dakota. It's probably like 10 people. <laughs> I'm sorry, why isn't the Nacho Festival in like... Where they have like it's the like New Mexico state. or something. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Hey, you're gonna have to ask the nice people in North Dakota, apparently. But hey, Travis, uh, I have a question for you: Is boot removal from the ass covered under your plan? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check with uh, President Obama to see if I'm covered for that. <laughs> okay. What the hell? Uh, he's gonna if he's walking here. He's not gonna be able to raise his boot. 
I don't know. He's, uh, wait, okay, he sounded so pretty turn, determined. Th- is there really a it's, Highway 7 that goes from North Dakota? Maybe. I've never been there. Somebody Google map that thing because that's hilarious. See how I wanna, long wait, no, take? actually, I'm going to do this. Hold on. I'm doing this right now, real time. <laughs> I am going to Google map from North Dakota to where we are. <laughs> and see, see how, long, how long it takes. The walking, you can choose walking on I, there, right? I can choose hiking, and I'm going to do that. Choose, see if you can Google Earth and see if you can get like a picture of him on there walking down the, the highway. <laughs> Be like, what's that very orange yellow dot <laughs> wait is that he's on a mission at this yeah, point yeah really why wouldn't the nacho festival be in like you know Wisconsin or somewhere hey you know apparently of course. Na- North Dakota loves nachos <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you why I think the guy's delusional and you guys are giving him ammo and a, vo- a place to express his voice yes because I want to see him beat your ass why I think it would be hilarious I think you're in love with him I really do no I think it would be hilarious for him to bust down this door and just beat your ass for no reason <laughs> that would be kind of hilarious I'd, I'd pay to see him bust down the door and beat your ass okay I just pulled it up oh god the walking directors are in beta testing but <laughs> we have from from uh let's see let's let's try it from uh damn let's beta try it testing. from uh, bismarck we'll go from bismarck north dakota <laughs> from bismarck north north dakota to <laughs> los angeles california by the if way, you is... go by foot you have to walk 1574 miles and it will take you 516 hours <laughs> So we have some time. So we got some time until this guy shows up to your door. Oh, I just thought of something really bad, and I really don't want to do it now, but I know you guys, as soon as I say it, you guys are going to go, do it. Put down like a countdown clock on there for 516 <laughs> oh, hours. We have, do, we have to do a countdown to boot down. <laughs> countdown to boot removal from the ass. Now, here's a question. Do you guys honestly think this guy is doing this? Are you really coming? No. This guy's so first we have to, first we have to look up uh, like state events in in South or North Dakota and see see if there's a nacho festival and if there is a nacho festival then he may be on his way to your doorstep. So we figure uh, out what all I know is that somebody needs to drive by that dude, pick him up, and let him know that he needs a ride because he'll never get. So here. if you see a very angry man walking from North Dakota on Eating Highway nachos. Seven. Apparently in, eating in nachos. Ninety shades and a cowboy hat. <laughs> then you know that's so the guy. What would be? What would five hundred and sixteen hours be? Let's say if you even went from now. Five hundred sixteen hours divided would be, by twenty-four. Be twenty-one and a half days. Great. So you'd be here about Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He'll be here in a month. He'll be here at Christmas. <laughs> wow. Maybe that's maybe that's his plan. His Christmas present to you is a boot in the ass. <laughs> what if he's a power walker and he's actually going to take less time? He's like an Olympic speed walker. Yeah, he's like hip shake from side to side as he's walking really fast. You know, gets into that groove. Yep. Oh God. Oh, he's going to beat your ass. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait for this dude to show up and kick you in the hiney. I just can't believe you guys keep bringing him up hey so it was a couple days ago so what we have like 18 or 19 days left i don't yeah you still got 19 days and 21 hours or something (sighs) good lord that dude good luck hilarious i gotta give that guy credit for staying in character for so long because that's (laughs) that's some work right there for 519 hours he's gonna stay in character (laughs) 
Oh man! Wow. So I, anyway. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of I, I'm kind of to the point now where I, I really want to see if this guy's real or not. You know. It's like you'll believe it when you see it. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I don't know what I would do if a guy dressed like Macho Man Randy Savage showed up in the Nacho. What if he's not even dressed like Macho Man? (laughs) What if it's just... We're assuming this. We've never seen the guy before. (laughs) Just this wiry 50-year-old man comes in. (laughs) He's got glasses and a goatee. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I mean, ooh, yeah. (laughs) So should we ask him to send a picture if he's real? (laughs) <laughs> no, no. I want I want him to hop in a car, train, plane, or boat, and get his ass to L.A. quicker. Wait, is so there, is is there a boat address. that goes from, from North, North Dakota, Dakota to California? <laughs> How many boats come from North Dakota? <laughs> Travis doesn't care. He's like, just find a boat. I, get on some it. form of transportation and get here. <laughs> 21 days is too long. I've been waiting too long for this. So anyways, in comic book news, <laughs> let's get off this guy, please. God. <laughs> That's what you said. Oh, wow. We Once again, we do not condone things that come out of any of our mouths, apparently. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's get to comic book news. Comic book news. Marvel made an announcement on Nerdist.com today that Mark Wade and Chris Samney, their Daredevil run may have been canceled, but it will be returning with the new Marvel now. I don't know if you. So can really, it's not canceled. I don't know if you really call it a normal cancellation. It's canceled, but it's not canceled. Well, well okay. So wait, from what I not understand, not in the sense they're, of the word of cancellation. It, it's on hiatus. It, it, they're, they're canceling it in the sense. Well, from what I understand, they're canceling it in the sense that they are stopping the current run they're doing, and they're going to sort of reboot in the new Marvel series of comic books. Right, the all new Marvel now. Mm. We'll have a we'll have a new Daredevil from the same team, um, but apparently we'll, the change there will be some major changes to Matt Murdock's life. Um, Explain. He can, he can actually see now. <laughs> oh my God! You're a terrible. <laughs> He's going to get hit in the back of the head by a two by four, and he can see again. <laughs> no, uh, the thank di- you, Lord. There's the uh, digital comics, the Marvel Infinity uh, Daredevil Road Warriors. Road Warrior is going to take Matt Murdock from Hell's Kitchen, and he's going to be now in San Francisco. So Wade said, Matt has to leave New York and in many ways has no choice but to return to California, specifically California. Nowhere else. He has nowhere else to go. Why? Well, I guess you'll have to read <laughs> Daredevil Road the Nacho, Warrior. Nacho Man's chasing him. That's why. <laughs> Uh, apparently, the dare- Daredevil is going to take a long walk across the country again. Well, there you go. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy crew will be recruiting some new members next spring. Ooh. I'm kind of worried about this. Marvel has announced that their free comic book day comic will feature a new story arc for the intergalactic Motley crew, and they will be joined by the former Miss Marvel, who is now Captain Marvel. As well as they will be joined by, and this is the problem I have with it, Venom. What? I have no problem with Venom. No, wait, no. No, no. You should have a problem with Venom. No, as the character Venom, I love the character Venom. The Flash Thompson. Everybody loves the character Venom, but he's not not somebody who's a guardian of anything. Thank you. 
<laughs> and it's Flash Thompson Venom. It's not Venom, you know, with Eddie Brock mm. or anything like that, or you know, bad Venom. This is we love Venom so much, we got to make him into a good guy Venom. Yeah, that that, that is noise. despicable. That's stupid. So no, I, I mean, I do get, I I do get the the idea of Venom being involved in it some way, somehow, somehow, like because is an alien symbiote. Right. So I get Guardians of the Galaxy, Aliens, Intergalactic. I get that tie-in, but there's absolutely no reason to have a villain on that team. Well, and here's here's what I'm... I mean, they're all kind of villainous in a way, you know, the whole Guardians crew. Uh, anyways, but here's the problems that I see with this. Okay, Venom's book is being canceled, so they want to do something with Venom. Guardians book, Guardians, you know, they... It's been doing very well. Everybody's excited about Guardians because of the new movie coming out next summer. Um, but they've felt like they've had to bring in other characters to bring in fans to the Guardians book. And well, I, it's because they're trying to garner fans for the movie. Right. I just putting Venom in there doesn't make sense to me. I hope the story's good because I, you know, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy book. I love what's going on with the with the Guardians now. I didn't think it was necessary to bring Iron Man into it. I understood why they did at the beginning of the book, but it's called tie-in, 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 tie-in. Yes. You know, it's yeah, it's exactly what it is. But I, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy to me is one of the premier teams in the Marvel universe. I love the Guardians. I am so excited for the movie. You know, as I said during the Thor review, I couldn't stop shaking my legs because with excitement during the whole mid credit you know scene because I'm so excited for that but and I can't say I'm so excited enough apparently because I've said that like 20 times now I'm gonna start a new is drink. that your new drinking game is I'm so excited <laughs> let's don't get that started god people are so drunk no wonder people like us <laughs> uh, you gotta, this show is great you gotta turn into nerdables anyway so anyways we'll do that wow dude stop it <laughs> so, anyways, in DC news, <laughs> Jeff Johns is stepping away, or should we say swimming away from Aquaman? Boo. Come on. It's Aquaman. You got to do a swimming joke. Boo. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because actually, this new 52 version of Aquaman is pretty damn cool. Yes. So, I, I think we can move away from lame fish jokes. Yeah, the new 52 Aquaman is is really good. And actually, it's the first time I've read Aquaman and been really like, this is a cool ass character. They, they had me hooked on this thing from the very beginning. The first book, when when he's sitting in the restaurant and he literally makes fun of himself, it was so great. He made a comment about what you think I, all I did was just talk to the fish or something. So, yeah, to, to preface it for people that haven't read the book, he goes through an ordeal out by a pier and gets done with the ordeal and walks into a seafood restaurant and orders sushi. Yes. And everybody's staring at him like, oh my God, he's eating fish. How can Aquaman eat fish? And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Just because I'm Aquaman doesn't mean I don't like fish. It was brilliant. I, uh, and John's leaving the book is it's sad, you know. Um, but I don't like it. I, yeah, I don't like it. But, you know, I mean, he is still writing, so it's not like he's stepping away from everything. Yeah, of course, Jeff but he's John. stepping away from the book, and I, his writing is what made that character good. So I, I yeah, but it's coming to the end of the arc. I mean, you know, it's the death of the king. So you know, the book itself is, is it's wrapping up a major arc. So at least it's not leaving it hanging right in the middle of the a story arc or something. You know, which happens all the time. That's very true, and mm -hmm. that's uh, it's nice to see that they're at least 
finishing off the story they're involved in. Yes. So, um, oh, um, uh, speaking of comic books, comic movies, stuff. Did you guys see the announcement today? Uh, which did I say today? When if somebody's listening to the podcast like a week from now, it's not gonna make sense to them. But today, being no, November twenty sixth, what? Is, yeah, today's twenty third. Twenty third was Saturday, Bob. I don't even 25th. know what. I don't even know what day it is anymore. It's November twenty fifth, Monday, Marvel Monday. Sure. Good job, November twenty um, fifth. Yay! Yeah, it's the twenty fifth. So today, Marvel Studios announced that Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen have officially been cast. Cast. I was going to make some Avengers Assembled reference, but uh, never mind. Yeah, you. Yeah. Stop. They are going to be the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Which is which? Well, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. But every, I mean, if if anyone doesn't know the name Aaron Taylor Johnson, they should, because he's the star of Kick-Ass. Yes, he is. And Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson are going to be in the new Godzilla remake next summer. That's a lot of crossing over right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> sure is. Right? So... This too uh, Elizabeth Olsen, if you guys have not seen her work, go ahead and look her up online. Really a hell of a good actress. She's the best. Uh, She's already made splashes in a couple independent films. Um, and she's also the younger sister of the Olsen twins. She's the best of the Olsens. <laughs> she's, well, she's proven so far to, to really be um, uh, uh, proficient in her work. Other Avengers news. Mark Ruffalo received his Avengers 2 script. And it showed that he's no longer in it. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God, no. He stole the show. No, but funny that you should say that because he immediately got on Twitter and he, tw- he he put up a tweet and said, okay, I just got the new Avengers script and I'm going to read it now. I hope Banner Hawk are represented. Fingers crossed. So he's actually hoping that he gets more screen time. Yeah. So, I hope he does too. I do too. His yeah. character was awesome in Avengers. Oh yeah, yeah. He did a great job portraying the Hulk. Can Can you imagine seeing a uh, Hulk battling Ultron? That's gonna be great. Hulk versus. You froze. He'd tear. <laughs> he'd tear. He'd tear Ultron's head off. <laughs> well, all we got from you, Travis, was Hulk. <laughs> he'd tear Ultron's head off. <laughs> Hulk wins. Yes. So, uh, long story short, Age of Ultron begins filming in February. Yeah, nice. and will re- be released May first, two thousand fifteen. Ooh, that's pushing it. No, that's a year. It's a year and three months. Two months. Oh. Three months. And you know they've already been, and on top of which they've already done one film, mm-hmm. and they already have all the computer graphics basics for all the characters that are going to be, they're only adding a certain number. So a lot of the post filming effects they'd have to work on are kind of sitting there from the first film. Well, Wheaton That's already true. had said he had started on this script before he started on the first Avengers script. So. Uh, yeah. And on top of which he already has an Avengers film under his belt. So he's kind of used to the show and ready to keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. And they said that, uh, I think everybody said that the other remaining actors should be getting their scripts within the next, you know, week or so. So it should be really good. I can't wait. Good that stuff. that one I'm really excited for. Man of Steel though, I, I don't know about because they're trying. It sounds like they're trying to make their Justice League movie before they really get their legs under them. So yeah. Man of Steel being Batman versus Superman. Yep. 
Uh, well, it's had. Have you seen all of the uh, the registration, the domain registrations that they've had up lately? No, I haven't. Yeah, uh, are they going a little ballistic? Like, yeah, they're 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 really uh, wild too. I tell you. Um, but first, uh, Zack Snyder has confirmed that Lex Luger, Lex Luger, Lex Luger, Lex Luger, wrestlers, damn it, Nacho Man, <laughs> Lex Luthor is going to be in the Man of Steel s- sequel. Well, yeah, he should have been in the first one, I think. Uh, he's reiter- he also has reiterated that uh, the sequel will address Superman's decision how he handled Zod. You don't need to address it. You know, people made a big Yeah, you do. He snapped his neck and he don't kill. Do you, yeah, but, but do you, you think that's going to be um, the whole Batman versus in that part of it? No, I think the really? Batman part is really going to be that Batman just realized Metropolis got leveled and he wants to find out who the hell this guy is. I think they're running with that kind of story. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. Or Lex Luthor is doing enough that he, you know, he needs and needs help of a smart detective. I mm-hmm. think if if they're smart, they're going to do it kind of the way Avengers did it. And and I think they're going to follow that formula for a little bit is you're going to have Batman versus Superman, but something's going to happen presumably with Lex Luthor that is going to cause them to have to team up. And that's where you're going to get them from beating each other to working together. It'd be cool to have it as a whole public enemy storyline. I think I like that. Yeah. So yeah, some uh, of the, some of the registrations that they put up were Man of Steel, Battle the Night, Man of Steel Beyond Darkness, Man of Steel Black of Night, Man of Steel Darkness Falls, <laughs> Man of Steel Man of Steel Batman Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises, the right? Batman Man of Steel Superman. I mean, come on, Man of Steel Night Falls. That's the best here, one so far. No, no, I got the I no got because right Nightfall is a freaking Bane storyline. Yeah. Exactly. What about? Man of Steel, the darkness within. Uh, no. Anyways, yeah, they they've just you know it's. I'm so worried about that film, and the more and more I think about, it, the more and more people talk about it, a lot more people are saying how much they didn't like Man of Steel. Well. Okay, now really quick before we rag on Man of Steel some more. The three of us have to go off on who we want as Lex Luthor. Since he, since they have announced that Lex Luthor will be in Man of Steel 2, I got who is your Lex Luthor casting? Brian Cranston. Yes. Brian Cranston. <laughs> so we're in agreement that's exactly, with that. That's, I, that's the, the only guy I got for Brian Cranston. Cranston. The whole thing where they had the like rumor where like, he was in talks with it, I was like, ooh, that would be so awesome. Because he would do such. Just give me Heisenberg versus Man. You know what though? Heisenberg would crush that man. Oh, speaking of which, did you see the? uh, Yes, the Malcolm in the Middle parody. To post that on Nerdables as well. Yes, Uh, I will. What we are geeking out about is that Brian Cranston released a video on YouTube of he and oh god, I'm going to get in trouble for forgetting her name, but his wife from Malcolm in the Middle. It's Jane, and uh, it's basically a very sweet. Uh, you know, homage to the Bob Newhart show ending where yes. he, in the very final episode, wakes up in his bed from his, with his wife from his uh, first television show. And he's like, oh, it was a terrible dream. So they basically relive that, doing it on the set of Malcolm in the Middle in their o- old bedroom. And it's Brian Cranston 
as his old Malcolm in the Middle father character with his old wife, going like, I had this terrible dream. I was cooking methamphetamines, and there were people, and I killed, and I did horrible things. Well, I love and how there it- was this prepubescent man saying keyword it was it's wonderful we were we're gonna put it on the website you have to watch it if you haven't yet it's awesome i love the nice. little comment he made about skylar too at the end of that like, i had a really hot blonde wife well in the, but didn't he say something like well skylar would have listened or something something like that yeah something about skylar yeah yeah so we'll, we'll definitely put that up there but oh it was so brilliant it's brilliant. It's very fun, and, and it's, it's totally it's, this little extra tiny but for, fun little video they built for the but show. But for them to get back together to do that just says a lot about their relationship and their relationship to, relationship to their fans. Well, the show went on for like five or six years, and you know that you know, you build great relationships within yeah. that time, especially when you see each other for every day of their life for five or six years. So uh, Thanksgiving is this week. Is it not? Hey, yes. happy Thanksgiving, you happy bastards. Turkey Day. Oh, before we do that, um I just wanted to send out um a quick condolence and a, a, um a, just to let um to let him know if he ever listens to the show that we we do uh appreciate him and uh uh we're there for him if he ever needs it. Um uh Chris Hardwick's father died about a week and a half ago, 2 weeks ago. Mm. And I he he actually worked it was last week I think. yeah he worked through it and actually um did he his did the uh talking was dead. it the walking dead the he talking the, dead yeah after the yeah after the show uh which but, was kind of interesting watching it is just like you know they were going from making all these jokes and everything and he just basically did a you know 180 and just you know took the second out and Wanted to do like a little homage to his father who just passed away recently. Which is bir- uh, Chris Hardwick's birthday was also this past weekend too. Mm-hmm. So we, I just wanted to let him know and that you know his fans, you know, we do respect Chris enough to acknowledge that and not acknowledge him and his yeah, family. Yeah, we definitely send our condolences and uh, hope he can find the strength to get through it. Yeah, and you know, wish him a happy birthday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is Thanksgiving, so I just wanted to remind everybody to have a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the time you have with your family. And don't feel like you have to rush through your meal to get out shopping. You know that. Please, crap. please don't be those people beating down the door at eight p.m. Please. Yeah. Don't I, be that guy. <laughs> but you know, just take your time, spend your time with your family, and and that should all remember still be what there. the holiday is about. It's not about going out to get a TV for fifty dollars. It's about you know spending time with your family, being in in a, a nice dinner table setting, and know, watching football, watching football, eating turkey, and watching football. you know, just being with the family. I think that you know so many people nowadays don't um, have that time, you know, like having dinner at the dinner table anymore. Yep. And we say we feel so disconnected from our families now, and it's just we need to get back into the habit of remembering why we have these holidays. And now that we've done this whole nice little sentimental <laughs> thing, we're going to say... What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> so anybody, anyways, uh, wow, I missed up my catchphrase. Oh, they they were picking up the shot glass. And then I know, like, they were... Oh. Is that like a half shot? <laughs> That's, yes. You just got to drop the bottle and walk out of the room. <laughs> so remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio. We're, we're still there? Yeah, we are. They haven't kicked us off yet? But see, Stitcher is a great place to go to listen to... 
you know the podcast or any podcast on a mobile device because it's mm-hmm. always right there. It's easy to pick up. It's easy to get to. It's easy to find. You can put your favorites on there, whatnot. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud, Blip TV, and iTunes. Ooh. Yes, we are just all over the fucking place, and still nobody listens. To us. <laughs> still nobody oh. listens. Hey, <laughs> you had to cap it off with that. Crap. It's funny because it's true. And you can always check us out at facebook.com backslash Nerdables. Twitter, we're at Nerdables Show. And you can visit our website for nerdables.com and listen to this podcast and catch up on any episode you missed. Also, check out some of the things we talked about. We'll have the, the videos and whatnot. And I guess we might put a countdown to 519. Put a countdown to Nacho Man! 519 hours. To the Nacho Man appearance. I 21 guess. and a half days. Oh, he's going to beat your ass. For everybody at Nerdables, I'm R.A. Rain for Travis Jones and Ethan Benjamin. And I'm saying, Nacho Man, get your ass down here. I'll take you on. Oh, man. Oh, oh wait, wait. Wait, oh. you actually called him out. He wait. actually full on called him out. I'm going oh. to give him a catchphrase. So, Nacho Man, let me just say that neither Travis nor I are saying anything. So, any aggression that you may have may be directed forwardly uh, to Rich. Ooh, dip into my nacho sauce. Rich wants to take you out so bad. So bad. He's going to get that elbow ready. So bad. So, he can start using, you can dip into my nacho sauce. Oh, God, I'm out. I'm out. That's better than than Uh, snap into a Cheez-It. Wow. Oh, God, that's terrible. I think I threw up a little bit. Yeah, I, I definitely did. Uh-huh. All uh, right, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>